the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener on this uh, rather foggy, at least it is, uh, you, you can't see the skyscrapers in Raleigh. <laughs> you know what? That was great because when I came by North Hills, I was like, yes. <laughs> you don't like skyscrapers? I love skyscrapers. I like tall, skyscrapers, I, but they look give neat. Give me a hundred-story building. <clears throat> but it looked neat. It was. Oh yeah, I was it was. Thinking, it did. You know, I'd like to be up in the top because then, it, I mean, literally, you yeah. would be in the clouds. That's right. Today, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would work on my depth perception or well, something. If I, I got be, up like I'd that. I'd be feeling yucky. I yeah, can tell I know you that. because with all my car sickness and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and motion sure. sickness and all that stuff. Yeah, heights, but, uh, heights bothered me. Brother Rufus, how are you today? Well, I noticed a moment ago you mentioned you didn't know about cruising. You sure do cruise in a car, I can tell you that, because I've ridden well, you. Well, know, I, I, I just... Uh, I don't think I it's just, called cruising, Dan. I don't... Uh, we can't hear you for Zoom. very well. Zoom, yeah. that's what... There we that's go. just cruising. Zoom. Yeah, well, I... I uh, my father was a Chevrolet Buick dealer, but he, at some point, uh, drove race cars. Uh, he played guitar on the radio. He was he was a, a wild man, and he drove fat. Now, he drove fast. But, but there's there's something about I get car sick as well. Yeah, but he when got I'm, car sick. When I'm driving, I don't get car sick. But if I'm sure. riding, I do. Yeah, I that's because you are focused on yeah. the horizon. You're focused straight ahead. My granny used. to I get, have made myself car sick slightly before. Really? Yeah. While driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My granny used to get car sick, but she would look out the side window. And I would tell her, look straight ahead, and then yeah. you, won't get, you won't feel so bad because the motion of everything. Your brain, going by. your brain, and your eyes are trying to sink. And yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's kind of in the same family as vertigo. Right. So right. you don't want to get vertigo. Right. When my kids get the uh, the car sickness, I'm like, you got to put down the tablet. Stop looking at the screen. <laughs> right. Uh, That's absolutely. right. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your brain says you're moving, but uh, it doesn't look like you are. <laughs> So. Yep. Dan Stern is uh we're honored to have you my friend. Oh, uh, happy to be here. Mark. Yeah, he's uh head of the uh, Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill. You're are you executive director no, or director, chairman president? Chair, chairman of chairman of the plants, director chairman of horticulture. Of the, okay. 
Well, that's a good title. That's, that's right. Chairman of the Plants. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no good music outfit called Chairman of the Board. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you. And you have something really big coming up in May. Uh, that's right. Next uh, next weekend, uh, Saturday the 6th, we're having a big spring plant sale from 9 to 1. Uh, it features our own botanical garden plants, but uh, we've also got four other local nurseries that specialize in native plants that are coming out to join us. Uh, it'll be a great event. We've got some conservation organizations that are coming out to be part of an environmental fair. So a lot of great plants, um, great opportunity to sort of learn about um, native plants and how they are contributing to plant conservation. Wonderful. Right. Uh, do you, and I'm sure you will have some unusual ones. Now, Phil has brought in uh, a salvia, and how about it? I recognized it. Uh, you did, uh, I recognized yeah. it as a salvia, but the color is just extraordinary. It really is. Yeah, it's a new one this year. It's called Hummingbird Falls, and um, it, it does really well in hanging baskets or containers if you want to put make a trailer or just fill the basket up with it or the the container up with it it um i've been really impressed with it so and this is uh, coming with a an addition of honeysuckle yeah the honeysuckle i cannot believe how much honeysuckle is blooming and it's not the first of may yet well maybe you'll get a honeysuckle salvia hybrid there you go there or something and then i've got um i've got the double impatience we planted some in these little five inch i could pots. use that as a boutonniere there you go and um, they do look like little carnations, and I just love them around Mother's Day. I think it makes a nice gift for mom or someone that's special to you. Um, and so I think um, we we did that for little gifts, um, you know, just an inexpensive but really nice gift. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're that's excited. Wonderful. Dan, you will have native plants. That's for sale. Right. Yeah, everybody that's coming to participate in the in the uh, plant sale uh, next Saturday, uh, growing southeastern natives, kind of east of the Mississippi, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Um, it's uh, we've also got uh, a couple of local nurseries that are coming to join us. Uh, Dirt Bag Gardens, which is a new business that kind of took over uh, the space formerly known as Niche. Um, uh, Dutch Buffalo Farms, Field to Cottage, um, and uh, Growing Wild Nursery. So we've got a lot, you know, in each of those businesses kind of has its own uh, sort of specialization. So it's going to be a really great sort of compliment to have everybody in one place. It certainly will. Uh, what about parking? Yeah, uh, we're going to have, uh, thanks for asking, Mike, we're going to have some overflow parking down at the Finley Athletic Fields on Old Mason Farm Road, and we'll have a shuttle bus sort of running, uh, con- you know, uh, uh, consistently sort of loop people into the garden uh, and even an opportunity for people to park their plants um, you know in our parking lot while they go and get their car and come back and pick them up wonderful so well, I have Mike I have these wonderful memories of a student in Carolina almost never missing a day that I didn't walk through the Coker Arboretum now you thought I was going to say something else do y'all do y'all never missing a day do y'all maintain the Cocoa Arboretum? Yeah, we do, we do. We've been managing that garden for about 40 years. <laughs> How about the old walkway? I hear you're, you're redesigning it. The, the uh, 
vines. What what were the vines on there on the old? Yeah, originally old. that was um, mostly wisteria. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't, that's a sore subject with Rufus. <laughs> now, well, so we we renovated that structure about twenty five years ago. Uh, we um, replaced all the wooden structure and then tore out the Chinese wisteria, and we planted that replanted that area with all native vines, including our native wisteria frutescens, which is much better behaved. Yeah, there's someone in my neighborhood who has wisteria, but it and it's staked, and it mm-hmm. it, it looks like it's kind of twirled around the, the trunk, and it uh, it seems like it stays in place and yeah. doesn't spread. I don't mm-hmm. know. We've got some of that, or we had some. Yeah, had a, I mean, it I makes a nice really weeping type type uh, plant. Mm-hmm. They so, bloom a little later in the season. Uh, it's a bit of a darker purple. Uh, yeah, it's very pretty. Very pretty. Yeah. So Rufus, no, thank you. They're trying. <laughs> they're trying. You just have a grudge against. Well, when I first came there, there was a beautiful forest at your house, and it's decimated now. Of course, it's been thirty, almost thirty-five years. Hardly a tree left. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're killers. Yeah. And I'm expecting more damage soon. Now, which forest? That you drive in the driveway, it's on the left. Decimated it. Oh, okay. Mysterious. Is that where the bog is? That's where the bog is. The groundhog, the fox, the box turtles. Uh, I'm sure there's a coyote down there, too. It's a very diverse population, <laughs> mm-hmm. rabbits. Yeah. Sounds like wind in the willows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that groundhog is something else. <laughs> uh, a little one has appeared, but I've, I've never seen a pair. I don't think that was an immaculate birth or anything. I, I think I'd take a big stick if you walk down to the to your uh, mailbox or walk to the grocery boy, Jr. Well, I do to get a nab occasionally. <laughs> well. But I used to walk through that uh, Coker Arboretum <clears throat> almost every day just to see the wonderful, wonderful things. And one of uh, Dan's colleagues and friend of mine, uh, Ms. McIntyre, uh, several years ago talked me into buying a bench at the Coker Arboretum. And every time I go to Chapel Hill, I visit it. That's where you sit. And there. there's this same person sitting there. <laughs> and I, I think you sure it's not a statue? I've seen Well, those. it's I mean, been about 15 years worth, and I don't think he's graduated yet. Because every time I go by there, he says, well, I enjoy this bench. I never say that, well, I, I, I bought it. But I, I, I think he's a, a long-term student. Well, maybe we need uh, like a Doc Watson statue sitting on the bench. In, in, in how, much that, how much would that cost me? In Dan? Boone, would be a Rufus, Rufus Edmonston sitting on a bench statue. Maybe you should have a conversation about rent with this gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. You get some revenue out of that. Help pay for the bench. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful. What is it? About four acres. Uh, five acres, and a lot of people, um, you know, haven't visited yet. It's right behind the Moorhead Planetarium, right in the middle of UNC's campus. And this year, actually, it's celebrating its 120th anniversary. So mm. really old garden, a um, lot of great canopy plants there. So is this Coker as in? Dr. William Chambers Coker. He was the first professor of botany at UNC. Okay. I want to, Now, there's a Coker College or university. That's right, in down in South Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Is that That's the same? The same family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the Hartsville area. That's right. Big. How about that? Mm. Well, he did a lot of good. And uh, Rufus certainly did enjoy it. 919-860-9783. <laughs> Dave is with us in Raleigh. Dave, good morning. Uh, 
get us out of this. Good morning. How are you? Well, I think we're pretty good. How are you? Hey, I got a, I got uh, kind of a postseason pansy question for Phil. Okay. Um, our uh, our landscapers put pansies in the winter uh, at both of our neighborhood entrances. The ones that are at the entrances are more shaded and probably a little more shielded. Did much better than the ones that are more out in the open. They still had you know dry feet and all they were you know nicely mounded all, but they didn't grow at, seemingly at all. They almost looked today like the day they put them in. And we're trying to we're debating why. I mean that that stretch of entrance has you know faster traffic that goes by. Maybe they don't like the wind that cars generate. Or is there something better to put at that end? Well, I can tell you that um, we put snaps in our entrance at the um, at the nursery, and it, there's a new. Um, they're called Snaptastic. It's a new um, strain or new whatever variety that somebody's come out with of snaps, uh, snapdragons, and um, those snapdragons are absolutely today beautiful. We have not hand watered them at all. They have been um, watered by the rain, and that's it. Um, and they are just—I mean—they're gorgeous. So uh, sometimes something like that, just for a change, there might be—I'm not saying there could be a little bit of disease in that bed. Is it mounded at all? It is mounded. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, that keeps it from from being too wet. Um, one of the one of the things is you're exactly right about the drive by the wind uh it could keep them dried out also they're more um they're more open to the cold and it did get down to 10 this year so um they're the ones that are back are protected somewhat if you'll notice um i don't know exactly where you live but if you'll notice like um at north, the cor- raleigh. north raleigh if you'll notice at the corners where people have a brick wall or a rock wall, and then they do a planting against that wall, if it protects them somewhat, and if the sun hits that wall, then it keeps them warm. Uh, pansies are cold weather, but 10 degrees is a bit cold. Um, so they just get a lot of um, a lot of abuse when they're out in a middle island like that. And so, these uh, snaptastics would uh, fare better with wind going by or not being as protected i don't know but it's worth a try i believe that um i'm going to tell you we have not had any problems our snapdragons went through the 10 degree and they've been blooming the whole time so i think they finally have in their breeding they finally come up with something that's really uh, hot colors it doesn't have a white in it so it's really hot colors it shows up well and uh we're we're really happy with it Dan, do you have any thoughts on uh, protecting plants, the protection of plants, and their cold hardiness? And um, you know, I, I've been uh, looking around and seeing a lot of damage around our garden and around town for things that are right on the threshold: eucalyptus, yeah. um, fig trees. We got a big eucalyptus out here. It does seem to be leafing out again. Good, good. Yeah, I think sometimes when we get down uh, to nine, ten degrees, uh, you'll see a lot of dieback. It doesn't yeah. mean the plant's gone for good, but right. sometimes it takes uh, rejuvenation pruning mm-hmm. down at ground level and let them let them bounce back. Yeah. Well, that's very true. And one thing with pansies, if 
that I've always noticed, and I think it's just the weather. I'm not going to get into a debate about whether we're having a climate change or not. But the weather changing, uh, for sure, for us, we can see it. Um, if you plant your pansies the end of September or the first two weeks in October, it's very warm. The winds are dry, dried out. So it's always, I see the best pansies for our landscapers that I know that have planted them the end of October to the 1st of November. Because again, they're cool weather plants. And so they get a little stunted if you plant them the first couple of weeks in October because it's still hot. I mean, think about fair time. Um, it's right. it's still really warm. And uh, you used to have to go to the fair with a, a big jacket and you know sweaters and all that sort of stuff. And now you can go out there with short sleeves. So it's... The, the temperatures are changing some here, and uh, I can see that. And um, <clears throat> so I would suggest maybe planting them around the 1st of November. Well, speaking of snaps, uh, I have the most beautiful ones right now that I planted from your shop last fall. And they, they, they seem to just winter every, every, no matter what it is. And they're the most beautiful I've had in a long time. And so... Snaps are a great idea for anything. Right. Right. Very good. Does that uh, help, Dave? That's huge. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it. Good uh, luck. Have a great day. Great week. Now, let me make a confession here before we before we forget it. Okay. Uh-oh. I I did not prune my roses last year. I, I said, okay, just let them go. They're, they're, they're mostly knockouts. Well, I fertilized them well. With, I, I used that. <laughs> <laughs> Easy bear three three and one. Yep. And uh, with the wind, two of them toppled over this time because it put on such growth. Yeah. And when you come out, you'll see a stake there, and you'll say, "What are you doing, staking your roses?" Yeah. Wow. So I boo booed. Yeah. They so will you, get tall. You, you do need to cut back that particular rose. Now, the the one field that I love so much, the Tijuana. Tequila Sunrise? Tequila Sunrise. You've been to Tijuana too often, yeah. Rufus. It, it just grows to the moon and let her go. I know. My, yeah. Mine's blooming yeah. right now. The one, we, the one we brought from the corner's blooming too. So That is the most reliable, <laughs> it is. prettiest rose to yep. me. Yep. I had a tea olive that was similar in color, uh, mm-hmm. but that was mm. kind of picky, and that had much better fragrance than the tequila sunrise but right. uh, the, the te- tequila sunrise doesn't have much of a fragrance no it looking doesn't for that but it is reliable and pretty yeah every year it doesn't ask for much no it does not but do sure. prune it yeah because it better prune get, them it gets tall well and it's um this is it got warm so early this year that everything has just yeah everything's just gotten really big is that a grandiflora <clears throat> yes yes so i i've uh, you're talking about things blooming the um Korean dogwoods mm-hmm. are just going nuts. They are. They're beautiful. I was out walking I yesterday, them. and I, they're just—it's like a white mass mm-hmm. on on these trees. If you if you have one, a pretty reliable, and I think Dan, they're they're more reliable than our old Florida edition. Yeah, I think they're a little bit more resistant to the anthracnose as mm-hmm. well. But they're unusual. They they leaf out before the the bracts come out, the yeah. colorful bracts. And I think I usually see white, but there are some pink ones, aren't there? I I, I think that's I, true. There's something. Yeah. Some, I think Pam Beck said that there were some pink ones. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. We had a few of them. 
Um, can I mention something personal a little bit? Sure. Um, th- we, my granddaughter moved, finally moved back here, and we we're just so excited and we're so blessed. And she is, um, she has stopped riding horses, of course, because she's aged out. Yeah, so she's got she, a baby. Yes, yes. So we have a great granddaughter, <laughs> and she's special too. So um, I'm just proud of our family. And um, Taylor is actually having a big barn sale that would probably help some of the people that have children or youth that are beginning to ride. And so uh, she's having a barn sale today and getting rid of a lot of her um, items. And she's out, uh, if you just look up Carriage Farm uh, or the pavilion at Carriage Farm, it'll take you to that area. That's a wedding, beautiful wedding venue. <laughs> the wedding venue is just a little bit um, down the hill from the from the house in the barn. but Yeah, you, she's not selling the barn. Though. No, no, we're not selling the barn, but... She's having a barn sale, and I'm just so proud of them. And yeah. You mean like saddles and bridles? Saddles it is beautiful and out there. And, yeah, 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 just to go out there the, and see it is uh, enough. It is. But it uh, is. yeah, go, go do some business with Taylor. Now, I know somebody yeah. that didn't grow out of it, Bill. That's a lady named Linda, uh, my wife. Yeah. At, well, she's going to get me for this, but at age 70, she was still riding quite a bit. And uh, Well, Taylor's the, still riding. But not not the heavy stuff, right? Right, not the showing, uh, not the horse shows. But Taylor's riding, and she's also doing doing uh, pony parties for kids. So she just oh, she boy. loves kids, and so they do birthday pony parties. Yeah. So if anybody needs to find out about all that, they can call the nursery, my plant nursery, yeah. the wholesale number. All right. And uh, if they need to find out. You're going to have pony so rides at uh, the plant sale? <laughs> no, no not, plan, not planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that kind of equipment's very expensive, and if you get it, it like is. like uh, Phil's talking about, you're going to get great, yeah. great discounts. because And there are a lot of horsemen around. Oh, yeah, horsewomen. there are. There's, um, there's horse shows. If you just – I mean, if you go by the fairground, by the, the hunt complexes, there's something going on there almost all the time. Yeah. So, um, but I appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me mention that. Sure. She's, she's uh, doing really good, and we're we're happy that I'm they're glad. back. Well, what about my little stand beside the road? Can I mention that? <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell you what. We'll uh, we'll do that after we come back from the. Yeah, news. Mike has advocated that for years. Now. I think uh, I think you should sell hot dogs and mm-hmm. WPTF bags. <laughs> That's right. All right. Give Mr. Curtis a cut. We'll be back here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener, and uh, my good friend, our good friend, Tom Campbell is with us, who will be the host next week as I travel. He's traveling right now. Tom, where are you? I'm in Rouen, France. I am right now looking at uh, the Joan of Arc Church and the site where Joan of Arc was was burned at the stake. Oh my! my. Very moving and very uh, just incredible. I bet it is. There's so many pretty churches in France. And you were in Paris. I saw I saw sights of Paris. uh, And you're. I know at some point. Have you been to Normandy yet? Normandy is tomorrow. Uh, Yesterday we went to the Monet Gardens, 
Oh, it's my. all about Jacques Monet. And, and just as a tease, tell the listeners I will be talking to them next week and telling them a little bit about the Monet Garden. Oh, I can't oh, wait. That's for great, Tom. I'm going to uh, try and listen on my phone or something if we can. Uh... Uh, it was beautiful. We spent an entire afternoon there, went through his house, uh, everything. We've, mm. we've had uh, lots of tours talking about the Impressionist painters, and uh, this has just been the most incredible trip. And by the way, People uh, talk about the fact that they're scared of coming to France. They're scared of riots. They're scared of uh, garbage. They're scared of this and that and the other. We haven't had a moment's trouble yeah. uh, over here, and right. it has been beautiful. The weather right now, today, uh, it's about 2 in the afternoon here in, in uh, Rouen, or Rouen, as they call it. Um, it's, it's about 70, 70 to 75 degrees. Sun is shining. Just a gorgeous day. Wow. Well, I, we, I know everybody is looking forward to you hosting the show next week, and, and uh, I appreciate it very, very much you're doing this for me, and I'm so looking thrilled that you called. Well, I told you I was going to try to. Yeah. Uh, we're still on a tour. We, in fact, our tour guide, this is crazy, the tour guide's grandfather was head of the French Resistance in her hometown oh, and, wow. and met um, a lot of the American generals and uh, a, a lot of, of the people, General George Patton and a number of other people uh, in, in trying to put up resistance to the Germans that were coming through. Uh, lots of history here. She was taking a tour a year ago, and a gentleman in her tour group said, tell me your grandfather's name. I met him. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? Wow. That's great. Emotional. Yes. Just really emotional. This sounds like Uh, it's been a... Of course, the the main reason I came over here, I've just got to go to Normandy. Yeah. I've got to see see Omaha Beach. I've got to see those cemeteries and the sacrifices so many people made uh, for us. Right. Well, I I didn't make wow. it. Uh, we didn't make it to Normandy. We tried, but it was snowing. <laughs> this was in the winter, and uh, we we made it to the coast. To what, I don't remember the name of the coastal town, but there's a big museum there about uh, World War Two, and it's yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. But at any rate, we we did make it there. Uh, I I, I want to go there. I think everybody should go I'll, there. I, I will I will report back to you, and I will report back to our listeners. Next week, we're getting back home Wednesday afternoon. Our tour is moving now into the Joan of Arc Church, so I'm going to have to sign off, but I'll look forward to being with everybody next Saturday morning. It's Make great, sure. Tom. We, tell we, tell we Miss Lou hello. Our French correspondent. All right. We'll <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, so much, yeah, buddy. Correspondent from France. Amen, you brother. Go. You are a foreign correspondent All official. All on WPTF Radio, That's your right. correspondent from France. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. But thinking of us. See y'all later. All bye-bye. right. Bye bye. Oh, that's so well, neat. See, clear as a bell. You just never know what you're gonna. Right. Yeah. Oh, Aren't these phones amazing? They are amazing. Yes. Well, my my cousins up there, maybe in France right now, maybe they'll run into Tom and Lib. I hope so. Lainey Edmondson yeah. and her husband, they're visiting. Sent me a picture of the Joan of Arc uh, thing that Tom talked about. Mm-hmm. I kidded her. I said, "Does it still have a a burning scent to it?" 
She said, she well, wins, I think, Rufus. I, I think I, uh, I didn't say this to Tom because he, he, he would have uh, said, how, how disrespectful of you. <laughs> well, uh, the, the reverend, his wife, would have scolded you. Oh, yes. Certainly would have. <laughs> so, I'm sure you're, you've been scolded before. Definitely. <laughs> I've had whoopings, too, back home when I was a young boy. Me, too. With a horse strap. Me, too. Yeah. A lead strap, we call it, with the horses. Ooh, a strap. And the, the worst thing was that uh, my mama would say, your daddy <laughs> will meet you in the morning at the woodshed at 7 o'clock. That was more more punishment than to anticipate. Yeah. Oh, I know. The whooping at seven o'clock. That's was right. Work. Right. Oh, that was the dread. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, Steve is in Garner. Steve, uh, I'm I'm sure you were whipped at some point. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> He's not going to answer that. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear it. Oh, I said we were talking. Did you hear Rufus talking about being whipped? Yeah. All right. Well, I just said that you were probably whipped as a youngster too. Uh. Well, my dad had uh, a belt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, my grandma used uh, a fishing cane. Uh, bamboo. Bamboo. Cane. Bamboo. Ouch. Yeah. 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 Ouch. Uh. But anyway, uh, our garden is really doing well, and we're escaping. Doing what? Buds are the, the the scapes are budding and oh, some of them are even showing some colors. Oh, so wonderful! Yeah, daylilies. Uh, we, day- we should we should <coughs> start showing some color. Steve is our daylily correspondent. We just heard from our our French correspondent. Now uh, <laughs> now it's all about daylilies. Yeah. So uh, when will they be in full bloom, Steve? June and July. Okay. And we are an open garden, and if you go to the Raleigh Daylily Club website, they can find my garden address and phone number, and uh, people are, it's, they can come and visit. It's just and, some amazing, uh, amazing cultivars. It's just one more, and uh, it's just, if we're not here, you can still tour. But uh, if you give us a call, we'll give you a tour. Well, Steve, let me ask this: what What are the new breakaways from Stella to Aura? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even have a Stella. Oh, you're not going to fool with something that mundane. <laughs> hey, I'm a collector. Okay, well, I'm 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 a commoner. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <clears throat> Steve, thank you very much. It's a very, very hardy, but uh, it's uh, I. We like other colors. Yeah. Well, Steve, there are some that get up five, six feet tall, aren't they? Yes, they do, and we have a couple of them in our garden. Wow. I can't remember any names. I, can we you? Don't can ever you refresh see those? Me? Do you have any of the botanical gardens? Huh? I don't think we have any of those skyscrapers. One that gets up to about four and a half, five feet. Uh-huh. Well, what's the name of it? Dancing with giraffes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Apropos that's name. Uh, well, I, yeah. Spider. Phil's going to get one of those. I can see her writing Phil, it down Phil right is. now. <laughs> there is a, there's a, a breeder in uh, Virginia that specializes in six-foot daylily. Whoa. Wow. And I can't think of the name of the garden now. 
How about that? But that, Dancing with Giraffes, that was that was based they, on the novel, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> their specialty is crossbreeding for height, and that's what they get. Cool. And they have some really big ones. Wow. Sounds like you might have to stake them. Yeah. Uh, the scapes on those are hardy. That's what they breed them for. Oh, that's yeah. great. The It's almost like a, a twig. That's how sturdy some of the scapes that they breed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Well, Steve, you, you have a wonderful day, my friend. Thanks for checking in. We will continue to listen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Love you guys. We love, love you, you too. too. All right, more of the weekend gardener coming up. Uh, but, you know, it's amazing how much wildlife there is in the Triangle, and it's equally amazing how much damage they can do to your gardens. One of the safest and most effective ways to prevent damage from wildlife in your garden is with I Must Garden repellents made right here in the Triangle. I Must Garden offers natural solutions to over 15 pest problems, including rabbits, squirrels, moles, voles, snakes, mosquitoes, and their best-selling deer repellent. All of the I Must Garden pest products are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils from plants that animals avoid in nature. They're environmentally friendly, they smell nice, and they're safe for you, your family, and your pets. I Must Garden repellents are also long-lasting and don't need to be reapplied every time it rains. They're available as sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. I Must Garden repellents are not sold at box stores, but at locally owned garden centers and hardware stores all over the Triangle area, like Garden Supply and Carry, Hudson's Hardware and Garner and Clayton, and of course, Campbell Road Nursery. Take control of the pests in your garden with I Must Garden natural repellents. To learn more about protecting your garden from pests, visit imustgarden.com. We'll be back. It's 849. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're we're just off the air talking about uh, dumbfounded, and uh, I qualify. So we uh, we're uh, just talking talking among our among ourselves, uh, wishing we were in France right now. Tom Campbell just called us mm. from Rouen, France. How about that? Got a Got a firsthand uh, appraisal of uh, the churches and landscape and and that area, and he's going to Normandy tomorrow. He he told me uh, weeks ago. He said he felt called to go to Normandy. I don't I don't think he I don't know if his father fought there or mm. not. Hmm. Um, Carlton's but, uncle was there. He actually yeah. was. He, he was certainly sounded call, called. When yeah. He was yeah, giving his report. Yeah, he's yeah. Tom's magnificent. Uh, he yes. is uh, was did NC Spin, hosted NC Spin, and on PBS and or UNC, and um, you know, he's a great broadcast. One one of my he was my boss uh, at one time back in the early eighties, forty years ago. Uh, he was general manager here, and uh, just uh, one of my favorite people in the world. I'm, so I'm glad he and the preacher, Lib, his wife is a Methodist minister. Yep. They're uh, over there having a good time. 
919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Dan, tell us about the plant sale again and what's going to be available. Yeah, uh, Mike, plant sale at the North Carolina Botanical Garden uh, on Saturday, May 6th from 9 to 1. Uh, we're going to have a wide variety of southeastern native herbaceous perennials, uh, wildflowers, uh, trees and shrubs. Uh, we've got four other nurseries that are coming to join us for this event, all of them kind of specializing in native plants. So there's going to be uh, columbine, wild indigo, black-eyed Susans, um, uh, penstemons, a uh, lot of really cool spring flowering stuff that, um, you know, is in flower now uh, and uh, really make an instant impact in the garden. Rhododendrons? Uh, we will have some rhododendrons. Yeah, we grow out uh, a lot of deciduous azaleas from seed, uh, and I think we'll have some of those available. Well, there's one of the most magnificent rhododendron bushes, fills I've ever seen. It's about 12 feet tall, and it's it's like a magnificent Christmas tree. It's so incredibly, incredibly beautiful. And I have one small one, Phil, that you gave me three or four years ago. It has a cream bloom. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure that's some hybrid that you came across. I don't know. Right. I haven't seen anything like that since you gave it to me. Right. But it's it's cream with a couple red specks in it. And a lot of folks don't think you can grow rhododendron here. I, well, they're not exactly like the ones up in the mountains. Well, the ones uh, I have are because Dad took cuttings. So, but this is like years ago. And, I mean, these are like the ones I have are 50 years old. Oh, they're fantastic. So, If you want to visit a, a, a wonderland now, you need to go out to Phil's. Just, she, she'll even let you have a peek of that rhododendron if you go. But it's just like acres of acres of beautiful, beautiful things. And I was out there yesterday, and it was uh, just humming, busy, people in a good mood. <clears throat> that's, that's the thing about gardening. When I'm down and out, uh, and you have a lot of that in your – if you're in a political career like I've been in, Dan, <laughs> yeah. seek your garden. I come, well, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. The, the botanical garden is a, a great place to get lost if you, if you want oh, to. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned the wild indigo. I was trying to hold that in my head like yesterday with my – I had a physical and the, uh, I, I had a Medicare quiz. Y'all get those when you go for physicals? Yeah. They get mm-hmm. – and it was, uh, yeah, they give – well, they do it my practice. Just, just you. They give it. I think it's just for me. But uh, box box pencil dog, that was what I had to remember. And then she asked me how to spell uh, world backwards and then asked me, uh, what what did I say before? <laughs> Good gracious. Do this every time I go. I think I'm going to drop Medicare. But uh, – <laughs> so wild indigo I held in my brain there. And uh, that's uh, – we got about 30 seconds. Sure. Wild indigo sounds pretty. It's blue. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, they're blues, they're whites, they're yellows. We've actually um, uh, bred one uh, that's a hybrid, uh, Carolina Moonlight. It's a um, it's a lo- kind of a lemony yellow. So um, there's members of the pea family. They're really stunning. Um, and the foliage kind of looks a little bit like asparagus in the garden. Oh, nice. Hmm. All right, we'll be back. My doctor's practice wants to make sure you're not cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> so uh, I'm still thinking about this spelling rule backwards. I don't think yeah, I knew I'm that. Work, I'm, I'm working on it too. I had to do it like that. So we'll be we'll be back. I'll write it down. All right, think about it. We'll we'll be back with another hour. We've already gone through an hour. Wow. The weekend gardener. <laughs> 